You know, I think it's so easy when it comes to prayer, we want to see fruit. I do. I think it's a really great way to see if you are praying as Jesus did. What should the fruit of your prayer life be? Like Jesus. How do you find the fruit of Jesus? You look in the Bible. Look at his interactions. You look who he spoke to. You look how he spoke. And if your prayer life isn't looking like that, there's no shame. It's just a good standard to realize, hey, I've got some work to do. I've got some planning to do. I've got some time I need to spend with the Father. That's all it is. All you need to do is spend time with the Father. Look how he prays. He starts off, this is the standard. The Lord's Prayer is just the standard. He says, our Father who is in heaven. What does that tell us with our prayer life? We need to get with the Father. We need to know that we are children of God. We need to truly believe that. You can't pray past that point. If you're praying as an orphan, all you do is take and it's about you. When you're praying as a child of God, you know your daddy takes care of you. So before you start trying to say here a demon, there a demon, everywhere a demon, demon, you need to know who your daddy is. Because you don't want to go touching a demon without the authority given to you in Jesus. Because that thing is going to get agitated. And it's going to come back against you. Am I right? I've been in prayer meetings where people just start, shaba, shaba, and they're doing all the things. And I'm like, Mm-mm, don't sign me up for that, God. I'm not touching that, but I get it. You can have a good heart, but that good heart, heart is not going to bring the kingdom of God and advance it. And I don't come and say this to shame anyone because I've been there. I've, I've been the person praying in those meetings. I've been that person. That's how I know it. I've been the fruitless prayer. And it's okay. Just keep showing up. Just keep coming to the Father. You begin seeing yourself how he sees you. He says, our Father who is in heaven, holy is your name. I saw this picture once of the holiness of God in a video, and they showed the holiness of God as being like the sun. And the closer you get to the sun, things burn away. So when you're sitting in his presence, you're sitting in the throne room, you're getting close to his holiness, and all the things that are not there begin burning away. So, so important to know that we are children of God, to just believe it. That's all it is. It's just belief. And then you start taking those steps of faith just because you believe it. And how do you know if you have it or not? You take those steps of faith. You risk. You go to pray. You pray. Nothing happens. And instead of being frustrated like, I don't have it. Why don't I have it? You just say, God, they came to meet you, but they left with me. What happened? That's what your prayer life should look like when you're not seeing the fruit. The enemy would love for you just to beat yourself up and to just sit in this place of constantly looking at yourself, looking inward. No, it's like, hey, Jesus, this is the standard you say, and I'm not seeing it. Make me like you. I need to be refined. Something's not right here. How silly would it be 
If an apple tree just focused so hard on just squeezing fruit out, no, it takes time. It's the same with your prayer life. It takes time. It takes abiding. It's, it takes being planted, being rooted. It takes letting your roots grow deep. It's not the funnest. I would love to be the person that always has fruit. It feels good. I love fruit. I'm way prettier with fruit. You know what I mean? Nobody celebrates a lemon tree without lemons. You're like, I can't wait for the lemons to get here. It's the same with your personal life, your prayer life. But just know it's just a season. Stay rooted. It's so important. It will come. It will come. I had a dream that I was in a mall and I was looking in the lingerie section, which is just the sign of intimacy with the Lord. And I was flipping through and I came across a prostitute. And as soon as I saw her, I was like, I need to get out of here because her, um, her pimps are close by and I don't want them to get me. And so I took off running out of the mall and just as I left that section, I saw these pimps and they were like, oh, we missed her. The translation of that dream is that I escaped religion. I escaped false intimacy, genuine intimacy. I, w I was looking for it. I was looking for a greater intimacy with the Lord. And I came across someone who chose to make their intimacy about them. They did these things in order to get the intimacy, but they weren't spending the time. That's what religion does. You read your Bible to have fruit instead of just be rooted and be with the Father. You have to be careful, the teachers you listen to even, me even, don't even listen to me. You must take everything to the Father. If not, you could be one of those people that has the false intimacy. You're wearing the clothing. You look like you have that intimacy but you're trapped. You can't get out of that place and you're not going anywhere in your intimacy. So that's a good sign right there. You're going places in your intimacy. Are you seeing fruit with your intimacy? And if not, it's okay. Just say, Father, free me. I was the person in the dream in that place that was trapped looking for it. And I got out. And I just stand here to say that you too can get out. You Every person in this room was called to have fruit to your ministry as a mama, as a daddy, as a teacher, as a business owner, as a friend. You should be that friend they call first. You should be that friend they know. When they call Leslie, I know that heaven's going to come in my circumstances. You should be the one that they know, oh, when she shows up, generosity comes. That is what every person is assigned to. And if you're not seeing it, it's okay. It's just a good sign. Do not let the enemy have the upper hand and beat you up about it. Don't let him. Get along with the Father. Say, I'm not seeing it. Do I have false intimacy that was put on me by my leaders? I've been somebody that's put false intimacy on people because I walked in it and you can only reproduce what you are. And I was a person that walked in false intimacy. And I got that on people. And I hate it. That's why I'm very passionate about it now. 
So once we know he is our father in heaven, we rest in that. We rest that we're just loved. We know that he's holy as we get in his presence. The things fall away and we let go of them. Eric talked about forgiveness. Listen, if you don't forgive, the accuser will stay. That is one way he is guaranteed to stay. Nightmares, crippling anxiety, not always. But I'm just saying, that is one thing that leaves him in there. You can come to church and you can pray, but if you do not forgive, he is going to stay. It says, your kingdom come. I love somebody said, his kingdom is the king's dominion. We, he's the king and we, we are as ambassadors of this kingdom. And it's our job that as we begin flowing as these children of God, we get to release his dominion, his territory. The things that he says come and go, we get to release that on the earth. But it looks like knowing who our king is. Putting him as the king of your heart. That's why it's so important to get into his presence and to let those things, idols, the things that have filled our heart to be torn down, torn to pieces so that we can release his dominion on the earth. And it's the most peaceful place to be. It's the best place. I'm just so passionate in saying it. I mean, this is kind of a slap you message, but it's only, it's out of complete kindness because every person in this room was made for wholeness. Every person in this room was made for peace. Every person in this room was made to abide and live with their father as one. You were made to be a solutionist. You were made to bring solutions to every sphere of influence that you have. You were made to bless the generations to come after you. To leave in a, a spiritual inheritance a financial inheritance. You were made for it. So yeah, I'm a little in your face just because I hate that anyone would live less than God's best for them. I hate it. You were made to be one with him and anything that's stopping you, it's you that's stopping you. And I just want to release an empowerment over you today. It looks like being real. We lost the realness with our Father. We need to get back into that place of being real. The way that I pray, anytime I ever pray with anybody, if anybody's ever had me pray over them, all I do is I, I say, I only want to do and say what you're doing. What false intimacy does is I only want the fruit so instead of abiding, you only want the fruit. So what you end up doing is you're like, okay, praying for healing looks like bum, 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 ABC. I'm going to pray for healing like that every time. When you're abiding, that's not how it works. You say, Father, what do you want to say and do in this person? Because they could come to you and say, I need healing in this. And I could easily say, okay, what my false religion says I do A, B, C, D. They're healed. Oh, they're not healed. Weird. Oh, I'm going to form a theology around that now. 
But what happens when you learn to just do and say what the Father is doing is you say, okay, Father, they need healing. What would you have me say and pray? He says they need to forgive their mom. He says they were molested, and they can't even remember it. I release a word of knowledge. Memories comes back. Then I get to come and, and release this healing touch from the Father. You just never know. That's why we have to abide and learn to be these children of God and not look to the right or to the left. Don't compare your fruit with someone else's. When you see someone with fruit, they've just chosen to abide. They've chosen to stay rooted. You just see time. You see growth. We were made to bring heaven to earth. How do we discover what heaven looks like? You just get around heaven. Who is Jesus? I heard someone say they went into heaven and heaven was Jesus. So when you just hang around him, when you abide, you just begin having the fruit of heaven. Our prayer shouldn't be heaven come, heaven come, it's Father, let me abide and heaven will just come. Heaven comes when I am around just because I hang around heaven who is Jesus. I bring his presence down when I pray, when I worship, because I'm just with Jesus and he is heaven and he is his presence. And he is the word. Jesus is the word. What's crazy is we have so many people trying to do all of these things, but they're not doing it with who heaven is, who Jesus is. You see people preaching the word, but they're not preaching with the word who is Jesus. You see people trying to bring heaven down with principles that work. And you know what's crazy? This is the scariest thing. I talk about this all the time. You can have a gift that's irrevocable, but you, don't, you may not be connected to the gift giver. You can prophesy and you may not be connected to the Father. That's scary and really humbling. It says you are nothing if you do not have love. Who has loved Jesus? So instead of trying to set yourself free, instead of trying to be a better prayer, my challenge to you is to get with Jesus. Be real. And as you get in his presence and as you are with Jesus, he pours his presence down and all that stuff flows out. It comes off of you. I'm not free because I did anything crazy or I did ABCD. I got alone with Jesus. I looked in the eyes of Jesus. I came to my father and I believed him. Yes, the word was powerful in that season. Yes, prophecy was powerful in my seasons. Yes, discipleship was powerful in my seasons. But at the end of the day, it was Jesus. It's always Jesus. It'll always be Jesus. That's how you pray. Now, are there principles? Yes. There are things that you can learn. The next thing that I want to touch on about praying is not only do you need to know that you are loved and know that he is the father and it is your duty as an ambassador and a child of God to take back the territory that the kingdom of darkness had tried to take. 
But you need to know that you can hear the voice of God. Every single person in this room can hear the voice of God. You can hear the voice of God. You can hear the voice of God. You can hear the voice of God. That's crazy. You have the Holy Spirit in you, which means you can hear the voice of God. I can't say it enough. It's not for the elite. It's not for people who have more fruit. No. It is for people who have the Spirit of God inside them. And guess what? You gave your life to Jesus. He's inside you. Which means you can hear the voice of God. What can you do? My girl. That's right. You can hear the voice of God. And knowing that and having a confidence in that. And you have to grow it. You have to stretch it. You got to figure it out. I mean, I have, I have missed it. I went to prophesy over somebody one time. And I'm like, I hear this and this. And they said, anybody can discern that. I said, you are right. You are right about that. What that was was me just discovering the difference between discernment and prophecy and hearing the voice of God. But you got to miss it in order to get it right. So I give you all permission to risk. I give you permission to hear the voice of God. I give you permission to believe God. I give you permission to believe him in every area of your life. I speak to any pain and trauma that has come into your lives, and I say it's going to fall as you look into the eyes of Jesus. What's crazy about the enemy is that the tricks that he uses are just that, tricks. They're not a reality. Even when, I heard my cousin was obsessed with magic when we were little. And he used to have this little string he tied to something and he would like make it float. And we were like, <gasps> but when you actually, we were like, it's magic. But when you realize the reality of it, no, it's not. It's a trick. That's how the enemy has. It's all he has. And you begin spending time with Jesus. You begin being able to call him out. And say, mm-mm, I see that, nope. It's not what that is. Even when people come to me and they have things that are dark, things that are, you know, demonic in nature, it's not something that I, I'm not just like, I'm going to pray. Jesus, I cast this down. That's another thing. It's like the same with healing I was talking about. There's not an A, B, C, D. It's like, Father, what would you have me pray? Would you have me know what this is? I had a friend, she, God told me to pray for her and just said, speak to the strong man and tell it this, this, and this. But he didn't reveal exactly what it was. And I was just to give her some of the wisdom and knowledge about it, of what it was doing to her. Because it was something for her. We just don't know what God is doing in people. Our job is just to abide. If you're not seeing fruit in this season, that's okay. It's going to come. My favorite message is the, the message that a flower brings. You can't help but bloom. A flower cannot help but bloom when it's planted. And when you plant yourself in the Lord, you can't help but bloom. 
So I bless the hunger on every person's life. The hunger to see healing. The hunger to see breakthrough. The hunger to see your family change. The hunger for more of the word. I bless that in you. And I bless it to bring you to a place to only get closer to the Father. That you would not compare yourself that you would not think less than because God isn't looking at you thinking less than. He looks at every person in the room and says, I love them. I love you. I'm so glad who I made you to be. May we be people that loves who the creator made us to be. I heard this analogy once of this speaker was in a meeting and there was a painting up on the wall and he begins saying he told this group of men and he said if I walked up to that painting and said this painting is ugly it is hideous I hate it don't you think the artist would be very offended how do you think the artist your master feels when you talk badly about the masterpiece that you are I'd like to propose that some of the reasons you're not seeing heaven come is because you're not loving who he made you to be and walking boldly in that. So maybe the first thing for you looks like looking in the mirror every day and being so thankful for the masterpiece you were made to be. You're offending your master. The beautiful thing is when you begin loving yourself, you don't even think of yourself less. You, you think of yourself less. You don't begin thinking of yourself any longer. Because you love it. You're not thinking, but when you're insecure, you're always thinking, I should be better. I wish I was better. And you can't see past that to see other people. So maybe one thing when it comes to praying looks like loving yourself so that you can see other people. And I've walked through it. So I'm not here to say it's anything... I, I believe every person has to walk through it. Learning to see yourself is an absolute beautiful masterpiece that's destined for greatness, that has a purpose, that heaven should show up every time you show up. You should have an expectancy that when you walk in a room, heaven is there. You should just know that. And if you think anything less, just say, Father, why do I think anything less? That's it. That's what being real with the Father looks like. That's what growing in your prayer life looks like. When people ask me to pray for them, even they'll say, you know, when I used to go to a, a different church, they would say, hey, sister, put me on your prayer list. And I was like, I don't have a prayer list. Because I just say, Father, they say it right there. What do you want me to pray for them? This? I pray this in Jesus' name. And then if I need to pray for them again, he has the Holy Spirit inside me and he brings them to mind. And when he brings them to mind, I say, Father, what do you want me to pray? I pray this and I release it. I'm a co-laborer with heaven just as you are. We are made to co-labor with God, to be with him. It's fun. It's really, really fun. to discern things in people and then you get to go and release what heaven wants to do instead 
to see things break off because that's what the authority and the dominion that we have, the power that we have in Jesus, seated at the right hand of the Father in Christ where we are. So I challenge every person to begin understanding that, that you would rise up to a new place of belief. I pray and declare that being in the room today, that your mindsets would shift, that you would no longer think of yourself less than it to any capacity. Not a single thing about you will be less than. That you will no longer think, I can't pray for healing for somebody. I can't see this happen. I can't see that happen. No, 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 no. It stops today. That is done. From this point on, you will see yourself as Christ on the earth. You will see yourself in Jesus. If this is you, just close your eyes. Put your hands on your heart as just a mode of receiving. Jesus, let heaven come through us. Mark us as those who abide in you. Mark us as people made for your glory. There is such a peace of the Father coming and settling in the room right now. And I feel it is a peace that is allowing you to settle into you, into who he made you to be. Just receive that peace. I bless you to know that you are a masterpiece. The world needs you. The Father wants to use you. The Father loves to use you. The Father loves when you show up. I hear him say, I'm so excited for this journey together. Do it with me. He says, I don't care about your fruit. I just care about being with you. I declare over you, the fruit will come as you abide. I declare that you will hear him on what to pray. You don't have to have the pressure to know what to release on the earth. You get to just be a kid and believe God. And when he says it, you release it. I bless you to know that heaven shows up when you come. Come Holy Spirit, minister to every single hungry heart in the room. I break off anything that has held you back in the past months. Father, I send forth angels to come and snip away as the great vine dresser anything that has been choking out your call, choking out your destiny, choking out your finances, choking out your family, keeping back your healing. Come, you great vine dresser. Jesus, won't you come? If that's you, just lift up your hands. 
I just see, see the Father wants to do some really sweet work in the room. I ask for an unlocking to happen in every person. I give you permission to fly. I say that the gate is open, the cage is open, and you can fly. You were made to soar. The Father is releasing new prophetic insight to you. You will have an, a bird's eye view. You will see with the eye of an eagle. Prophetically, you will see further than you've ever seen. You'll go through a time of healing and it won't be the funnest, but I bless you with just this steadfast tenacity to keep going forward because you're looking in the eyes of Jesus. Jesus, show us your eyes. In Jesus' name.